1: With your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne. Covering all things Magic Basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is December 15th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. As always, I am joined by my co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, the Magic are on a
2: four-game win streak. What's going on? Four of them thangs. Them, them thangs are thangin', and uh, the Magic are winning. And on Friday, Jonathan, we get a chance for five. Five of them. These things don't happen often around here, so I feel pretty good.
1: Against the Boston Celtics, so we'll talk more about that in a little bit. For those of you watching on YouTube, you may be a little confused as why Luke and I are wearing these Pokemon shirts, not Pokemon, Pokemon shirts. So last month when the Magic took on the Oklahoma City Thunder, we had a little Twitter bet with our uh Blue Wire family OKC affiliate, the uncontested podcast. Essentially, uh the loser had to buy t-shirts from the other podcast store and rock them on the pod. So we are Uh, keeping our end of the bet here in rocking our Pokemon shirts. If you're a Pokemon fan, if you're an Oklahoma city fan at all, these shirts are really comfortable. So I would recommend checking out our guys, or if you just want to hear about the Oklahoma city thunder, uh, check out our, our guys with the, uh, the OKC, the uncontested podcast. Uh, They do a great job. We love those guys. And uh, hopefully we'll get them next time. Luke.
2: Yeah, hopefully Um, also just, yeah, go check out their, their like, merch. Like, find their, go to their, I don't know, off the top of my head as far as their the link to their merch or anything like that. So, y'all can, you know, find them on Twitter. I'm sure that they have a link to their website. Then you can find their merch. But they have a lot of... They got some pretty good stuff. They have some good stuff. They, they got a lot of fun, memeable players over there. Yeah. And uh, they, if you guys are listening this to stuff. this, uh,
1: you know, give us, the, give us the plug on whoever, you know, designs your stuff. You know, we'd like to talk to them. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, folks. So like we talked about coming up on this Friday, the Magic have a chance to go for five of them things. Chance to go on a five game winning streak against the Boston Celtics. The Magic are playing in Boston. So we are, again, partnering with our good friends at the Orlando Magic and Michelob Ultra for another watch party. This time we'll be at Cabo's Bar and Kitchen, downtown Orlando. You can find it at 900 East Washington Street. Watch Party starts at 7 o'clock. Tip-off is at 7.30. Planned appearance by Orlando Magic Le- 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 Legend, Nick Anderson. Orlando Magic Legend, Nick Anderson. will also have Michelob Ultra specials. $4, 16-ounce bottles of Michelob Ultra. And then $6 specials on the Orlando Magic branded Mick Ultra cans. So if you've seen those across social media... And you want to get your hands on one, just come out to the Cavo's Bar and Kitchen Watch Party uh, coming up this Friday at 7 o'clock and, and bring your $6 and you can have one of those Michelob Ultra cans yourself. Of course, you know, giving that you're of, of legal age to to drink and to purchase one of those. Of so, of course, I'm looking forward to it. I'm purchasing two, maybe one to sip on one I'm going to slip in the old pocket, bringing home so that I can have that forever. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but, um, you know, We're snitches get out. stitches, so don't tell anybody. Alright, right, All right. Uh, I'm in a good mood tonight. The Magic are winning, which uh, just brightens up my life so much more than it should, Luke. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the state of the Magic so far. So only one game uh, that the Magic have played between our last episode and this episode. So the Magic are 1-0 and on the week right now, which brings them to a record of 9-20. and They have the third worst record in the NBA still. They're 13th in the Eastern Conference. The Magic on the year have an offensive rating of 110. Point three, which ranks twenty fourth in the league. They have a defensive rating of one hundred fourteen point eight, which ranks twenty seventh in the league. Their overall net rating is negative four point four, which is twenty seventh in the league. On the injury front, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okk, Wendell Carter Jr., Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris remain out. The Magic are on a four game win streak, and I said Chuma Okk. Look at that, Uh, Jonathan Isaac and Chuma Okk. However, uh, did practice with the team on Tuesday. Uh, went through some limited parts of practice. They were not full participants, but it is a massive step for Jonathan Isaac in particular. Uh, he's just going to be kind of back and forth depending upon whether or not the team is in town. He'll be practicing with the Lakeland Magic. If the Magic are in town and they're practicing, he'll be per- uh, practicing with the Orlando Magic. So we just want to continue to see progress from Jonathan Isaac, and hopefully he will be back soon. Uh, Chuma Okeke, you know, as he is returning to practice, hopefully he is not too far uh, from a return as uh, he's been suffering with uh, left knee soreness. In further news, uh, R.J. Hampton has been assigned to the Lakeland Magic, but this, and let's emphasize this, Luke, was a request of R.J. Hampton. He wants to go and play with the Lakeland Magic. He's not getting playing time with the Orlando Magic, uh, so he just wants to play. I mean, you you can't fault the
2: guy, Luke. What do you think about this? Oh, this is good, man. This is RJ showing initiative. I think, you know, this falls in line similar to what we saw from, you know, his action and the initiative he took in Summer League, right? Like he he asked to go play Summer League from what the reports were, wanted to just get better um and get reps with the guys. And obviously we know Summer League wasn't a great showing for RJ, but come regular season, he's done the most that he could with the minutes that he was given. I think at this point it's just clear that this is reality for him. He will not be getting minutes on the Orlando Magic in bulk, probably ever again. So I think that this is just a a decision, a wise decision by RJ and the people that are in his corner. I'm glad he's got people in his corner making these decisions, you know, as well helping him doing that. Whether it's family, agent, friends, whatever. But yeah, you just you you roll with the punches. That's what RJ Hampton's doing. That's what he's done all season. He deserves some type of look. I think it's a very strategic move, right? You go to the G League, at least like you're getting to showcase something. You put up a few 35 plus balls in the G League as a guy that people know you're a rotation player. They put stock into that. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a good contract, much better than you were just rotting on the end of the bench, quite frankly. So hats off to RJ. I wish him the best. I hope that he's able to ball out in Lakeland and I'll be keeping up.
1: In other RJ Hanton news, we got word today that he has signed with a new agency. So he uh, left Mike Miller's agency, Lyft, a, a number of weeks ago, um, basically uh, around the time that he fell out of the, the rotation with the Orlando Magic, and uh, they decided not to pick up uh, his uh, his fourth-year uh, rookie option. Uh, so he signed with CAA. So CAA is a, a massive uh, agency, um, tons and tons of high-profile athletes. We're not going to go through all of that, but it's a really good agency. I don't think it is a coincidence that he joins this new agency right around the same time that he's being at, you know, he's asking to go to the G league. I'm guessing he met with his new representation and they were like, Hey, you're, we're not boosting up your, your trade value or your market value, having you rot on the bench in Orlando. Let's mm-hmm. get you to Lakeland, at least kind of keep you in rhythm a little bit. In the case that you are traded, you know, you might be a little bit better prepared to contribute to your new team immediately. And if it so happens that you're on the bench for the, the Orlando magic for the rest of the year, Uh, You know, if you go down and you dominate in the G League and show people what you're capable of, you'll get more money in free agency. So I I don't think it's really a a, a big coincidence, but hats off to RJ Hampton, man. I really feel for the kid. We know in essentially every opportunity that he's been given this year in Orlando, he's played really well and and been super impactful. And um, yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation. You know, anyone who still is questioning what's going on with RJ Hampton, it is not basketball related. The magic have obviously not prioritized his development any further. He's not going to get playing time, like Luke said. Um, R.J. Hampton just wants to play basketball, and I think he's conducted himself really, really well this entire time. Um, if you watch him, you know, on the bench during these games, he's still very engaged. He's still rooting on his teammates. Uh, he's still joking around and, and laughing with them. I don't think anybody would fault R.J. Hampton for you know having a sour attitude or just pouting on the the, at the end of the bench I don't think anybody could hold that against him and you know he could come out and and bash the organization and say you know whatever he wants and I, I don't know if you would fault him for that but to his credit he hasn't done that he's been a consummate professional and teammate the entire way and this just proves that all RJ Hampton wants to do is hoop so hats off to RJ um yeah hopefully uh Hopefully the team trades him soon. That's that's what I want to happen. Like if he, if you're not gonna play the kid, first of all, get something for him rather than just letting him walk in free and see if that's what you intend to do. Um, but just let let the kid go play somewhere else. Let him get an opportunity somewhere else. So uh yeah, we're wish, we're wishing all the best in the world for RJ Hampton, uh, big RJ Hampton fans here. Um last thing that I want to point out, just because we're we're getting ready to talk about this win streak. Again, the Magic are nine and twenty on the season. This is maybe not been the the start to the season that we had hoped for, but just to give some more perspective, we've been doing this kind of each episode. Now last season, uh, the magic did not get their ninth win until they were eight and 39. They had 39 losses. So the magic had 19 more losses last year before they got their ninth win compared to this year. So 19 games ahead of pace. Now Luke did the, the calculations in terms of the magic's current winning percentage, if they continue on this track for the rest of the year, Luke, what did you say? It was like
2: 25 wins? 25 and a half wins. If, you know, at, with the record they've got now, nine and 20, yeah, you're on pace for that, you know, 25 and a half wins. But as I'm sure you were going to say, like, once, <laughs> I hate saying this, once we get healthy, <laughs> we can expect that it will be more than the 25 and a half. So if you were someone like Jonathan did, put their money where their mouth was for the season, have that magic, what is it, over 26 and a half um, total, win total, then uh, you should be feeling pretty good right now. I think that there's no reason the magic can't eclipse that at, you know, with with what we're able to do. Obviously, you're hoping that the magic can put together some more win streaks, but on top of that, not lose so much. You know, so I think just, you know, a law of averages probably says the magic are going to be able to get over that 26 and a half.
1: Well, let this be a lesson to everyone. If you are going to gamble, you don't you don't gamble with the grocery money. You don't gamble with the mortgage money. You, you gamble with you gamble with expendable income. So if I do end up losing, you know my hundred dollar bet that I have Your on the match over, or yeah, my my kids will still eat. So mm-hmm. I, I'll st- I'll be okay. But I will say, lately I am feeling better about that bet potentially cashing. It's and better it's, than it's, you
2: did a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, 100. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> and I will say that not only if the Magic get healthy, but last year, you know, they started to accumulate more wins down the stretch as the team improved. Like after the All-Star break, we know, the Magic were a uh, you know, top 10 or top 11 uh, defensive rated team in the NBA. So hopefully we'll, we'll see another trend like that where the Magic improve and, and start to win some more games later in the year. All of that, of course, remains to be seen. Before we break down uh, tonight's win over the Atlanta Hawks, we want to give a special shout out to the folks that help financially support the show, our patrons. So if you haven't heard, uh, we do have a Patreon channel with three tiers of awesome benefits. Uh, Things like being uh, able to join our Discord community, or we have uh, monthly Zoom calls where we just kind of hang out with our Hall of Fame tier patrons. And sometimes we don't even talk about Orlando Magic basketball. Sometimes we talk about, you know, silly stuff and Um, We really just have a good time and we enjoy doing that. Um, But if you want to be part of our Patreon community, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show for as low as $2 a month. uh, You can just help financially support the show and allows us to do things like this and uh, do giveaways and and, and awesome stuff like that. So again, patreon.com slash the six man show. And we also shout out all of our Hall of Fame tier patrons on every episode. So I'm going to go ahead and start that right now. We'll start with Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Norm L. Magic Player History. Our boy Jay with Magic Player History uh, was the Is This Anything tonight on the Orlando Magic Valley Sports Florida broadcast. In my opinion, it was one of the biggest Is This Anything robbery buzzers of all time. Uh, it was fantastic. If you haven't seen that, uh, please go back and watch uh, the broadcast from Wednesday night's game. Uh, shout out Julio Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong. Bronze Go to the show, the distract, Mo Bamba Yo Mama, Luke's face is so strange while Jonathan reads all the Patreons. Who was it's not okay to say O'Kiki last week? And I'm I am like three for three or four for four on this episode with OKK's over O'Kikis. So very proud of myself. A uh, shout out Pierre A, Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dotto 15, Bobby Skinner, Godi 93, Teddy Silvia. Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Ligon, Jose Esqueilin, Destin for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Chad 3045, Joe Roth, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear 95 Shred, Junior Barus, Half Recon, and Shaheen 177. Again, a big shout out to all of our patrons and our Hall of Fame tier patrons. Luke, this Hawks game was something to behold. Magic come out blazing. 50-point first quarter. Uh, You're up by, I believe it was 28 after the first quarter. You let the Hawks kind of climb back into the game in that second quarter, up 14 at the half. The Hawks get it to as close as eight points in the second half. I have a rule. Every time I'm watching a Magic game, whether it's the Magic are trying to get back into a game or the Magic are trying to close out a game, if there is a 10-point deficit at the five-minute mark, most of the time... You can feel pretty comfortably that whoever is in the lead is going to win that game. Now, I think the Magic went from an eight point lead to an 11 point lead with five minutes and 10 seconds left to go in this game. When we finally got to that point, whew, I felt like I can exhale, and the Magic made the plays necessary down the stretch to win this game. But, Luke, just kind of the roller coaster that this game was, take us through your experience and, and your emotions during this game.
2: Yeah, so obviously for so for the first quarter, I was at uh, my my buddy's house. We were hanging out um, and, you know, with with my family and his family, um, his parents, and we're just hanging out. He's got the magic game on the TV for me, which I was was very nice of him. And uh, I walked in there and it was just on the TV before the game started. So I sat down, you know, that did what any sensible magic fan would do. Start watching the game. And I obviously were there refreshments at this event? No, 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 no. We, I, we just went and went over briefly. Not even snacks? Oh, we had pizza. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I we, mean, come
1: on. All right. You left that. We out. had yeah.
2: pizza. Yeah. And don't worry. We'll get to you, Papa John's. Oh, but yes, we will. Um. so. So, yeah, I was just sitting there watching the game. Daddy I,
1: John's.
2: Yeah, exactly. So.
1: <laughs> I don't think they'll like us saying
2: Daddy John's. It's Papa John's. Yeah, Jones. I don't think so. Either. They don't
1: want us to mess up their, you know, name.
2: Right, right, right. But anyway. Um yes, yeah, so for the third time I was sitting down watching the game, right? It gets gets going. Magic looked pretty good. I'm pleasantly surprised. I get in the car, I get I get the game on my phone. I'm watching it, you know, as my wife is driving, don't worry, guys. On the way home and all of a sudden the magic are, are up up fifteen. Magic are up twenty. And then on the way home is near the end of the first quarter, and I'm like, I just want fifty. Like, give me 50. And then Cole gets fouled when we have 48. Knocks down both free throws. I was going to be, quite frankly, devastated if he splits those free throws and we don't get 50. So, as we know, or some of you may not, but like the, the Magic set the franchise record for most points in a quarter with 50. So, incredible. First quarter, I was flying high. And then, I listen, we've seen things with this team. The Hawks put up 40 in the second quarter. Hats off to them. They knew, like, you know, it's not like we're playing the Warriors here or you know, atop the Suns or the Celtics or whoever it might be. Like we're playing the Magic. We we're not going to go down here. Like we we have a chance to get back in the game. I wasn't feeling great, quite frankly. And if you weren't the slightest bit nervous after the second quarter, I don't think you. I don't think you have a pulse. I think you're not human you had to have been at least somewhat frightened that the magic were going to blow this game. And then the third, you know, you, you get into the, you know, what is it? The, the third, the, the lead the, at the beginning starts to dwindle a little bit. You're getting within like single digits and not, I was, I was terrified. So, um, yeah, I mean the, the magic, thank goodness for that first quarter, holding the Hawks at 22 was super impressive, but then the rest of the way, Hawks won the second quarter Hawks win the third quarter, and you go even in the fourth. Like that game was frustratingly close after you're experiencing what you're experiencing in that first quarter. Twenty eight point leading in the first is not normal.
1: So magic tip offs, you know, they're usually at the home games at least. Like if it's on a weeknight, uh they're usually set for seven o'clock. Now, magic games never tip off at seven o'clock. It's it's usually like seven oh right. eight, seven nine, seven ten, somewhere around there. So yeah. just for a little bit of context. So this text i sent this at 7:49 so almost 40 minutes after the game had started so i would estimate we were a, a couple of game a couple of minutes into the second quarter at this point and that's when the hawks like started to like kind of slowly chip away at the lead and what i texted you both the magic have a 20 plus lead at this point i said it's pretty crazy that this lead doesn't feel safe And now the Magic did not have a 30-point lead in this game. They had a 29-point lead in this game. But there have only been seven comebacks in NBA history where a team was down by 30 or more points at any given time. The Magic were one point away from this. And it did feel like if there was any team capable of blowing that lead, it was the Magic. And they flirted with it throughout this game. To the Magic's credit, The defense was not great in this game, obviously. You know, the fact that the Magic give up, uh, what was it, 124 points in this game. The defense was not fantastic by any stretch of the imagination. But when the Magic needed to get stops, the Magic got stops in this game. And to me, that was the most encouraging thing. Because for a young team who we have seen Mm -hmm. blow big leads, even at home, who have struggled to close out games against playoff teams, which the Atlanta Hawks right now are still a playoff team. The Magic, you know, a few weeks ago, might have lost this game. I, I don't want to say like the Magic have really turned a corner and if they've learned to win, but we are seeing an upward trend as of late. The Magic being able to close out close games, being able to win games that maybe earlier in the season they lost. Now we went through a couple weeks stretch their nine game winning streak, losing streak rather, where it was pretty rough, but lately has been super encouraging to see the Magic be able to close out these games and we always say a win is a win is a win
2: I will say I I had a good feeling as any Magic fan should have I wake up this morning the Hawks are only favored by two and a half points usually any team with any type of star is favored by seven plus six and a half plus I as a man who hasn't bet in a while being a couple months a few months uh, I still keep up with Vegas every every time there's a magic game. I still want to know what does Vegas think's is going to happen tonight. I feel good if it's under like six six points, to be honest. So I felt good this morning. I even texted right before tip off 706. All right. So a couple minutes for tip. I said it's going to be wild when the magic handing this hot the Hawks. This L is going to be what makes Trey request that trade. <laughs> I felt good. Trey, I felt young, good. Bald. Yeah, Trey, right. I'm not usually an optimist. So for me to feel good going into a game with the you know featuring the magic it's a good sign and then we put up 50 in the first quarter I didn't know how good it was going to be but man I uh I there's a lot to take away from this game man like you said you you did things that this team probably doesn't do a couple of weeks ago we we knew it especially early on right the magic had such a small point differential between you know them and other teams they just couldn't close out games Magic closed out the game. There was a point when there was six minutes left in the game, I think, because I made a mental note. Six-point game, I or six minutes left in the game, I believe the Magic were down 13. Um, But anyway, Trey pulls up for like a quick trigger three. You
1: mean up 13?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, up 13. Trey pulls up for a quick trigger three, and in my head, I'm like, this is this this would honestly become the beginning of the end for me. Like, I know that this game is going to how it's going to end. Thankfully, Trey misses it. They actually get the offensive rebound, probably a long rebound, and they miss the three from the left wing. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. And then I think right after that, JT and David, one of them, you know, said, well, yeah, the Magic dodged a bullet there. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I felt that that was definitely the case. <laughs> I thought it was go, going downhill if Trey hits that three. So, but nonetheless... Team closed out the game, and also, did you see the Markel faults graphic uh, before? Or like, I don't know if it was before the game started or the very beginning. With the graphic about the Magic's record with and without faults over the years,
1: pretty close to five hundred, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right with him, right. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find this real quick, Jonathan. Okay, I'm gonna try to find it because the without. Markel Fultz, the record, I knew it was bad, but it oh, is jarring. Yeah. yeah. With I'm... with Markel since the 2019-20 season, the Magic have gone forty now forty one and thirty-eight. And without Markel Fultz, forty four and a hundred and thirty three. <laughs> now I know there's context to be had throughout those seasons, but nonetheless. I don't nonetheless. know.
1: That's that's anything.
2: Yeah. Markel is obviously imperative to this team, even when he is not filling up a stat sheet, right? You feel like you see Markel's vision. We know Markel's vision. It feels like he should average more assists than he does. I don't know what he is right now, but I'm assuming it's probably like five, five and five or something like that. But you just always feel like he could be averaging more, should be averaged more. So what is
1: the
2: 4.1 at? 4.1 see that's what I'm saying but it feels like vision wise I know that he's not been awesome since he's been back but the magic have been winning games it's enough like I talked about with he's Wendell man. Up lately well of course but like I talked about with Wendell in the last episode it's not just a body you brought back it's a body that honestly translates into wins I do think Markel Fultz is a winner despite like the meme that people have tried to make Markel Fultz at this point in his career but it's like, I do think he's a winner. I think that that he obviously translates to wins. So it's just been good to, to have him back running the offense at times. He's making hustle plays early on in the game. He's diving on the floor, flicking it to Mo Wagner to start the fast break. Like there's no guarantee that happens with another guard on our team, like in that moment. But Markel 100 times out of 100 is making that play. So it's just, it's great to have him back, regardless of what stat sheets even show.
1: Yeah, it definitely is great to have Markel Fultz back in the lineup. Remember when um you know, we would talk about like as soon as Markel Fultz comes back, like we thought it was going to take time for him to work back into the starting lineup because they were going to keep him on like a heavy minutes restriction. But people were like, "Oh no, what about Jalen? What about Cole?" And we're like, "We're like no, like Markel is the starting point guard for this team, and like literally, like he comes back and you know the magic of now one." four in a row I think he's been back for like eight or nine games you know something like that so like his his impact on I don't even want to say it's his impact on winning it's his impact on not losing (laughs) like (laughs) it's just settling down the offense getting guys in the right spot not turning the ball over like Markel is just awesome
2: yeah big big Markel guy in these four games Jonathan He's averaged 10 points, roughly 9.8, five and a half assists and 3.3 rebounds. in this four game win streak, 60% What's shooting from, three, from the three point line, by the way, six, 60.
1: I mean, I'm. that's not going to it's not sustainable, but, you know, it's been well, fun
2: in this win streak that it was 60 on the season. Basketball reference hasn't updated, so whatever, but uh, 45 and a half. Is what he's shooting Still on the season. Good. I mean,
1: he's not on gonna, like one and a half around there. But man, it, it, seeing him pull up with confidence and in, in it going I mean, in is just uh, like to, man, to be honest. If, if he could,
2: to be honest, man, at a, at one and a half attempts a game, why? Like, how much is that going to drop? Like, if he's he's he has he didn't shoot uh, any tonight. He shot two last game, missed both. He went three for three against Toronto. He didn't shoot any against the Clippers. There's going to be nights where Markel Fultz doesn't attempt a three-pointer. Then there's going to be nights where things are maybe getting going for him like uh, like they were in that game from three against Toronto where he shoots three and makes all three. I just think that it's not super outlandish to think that Markel on one and a half attempts could even shoot Thirty-eight, I would take. Obviously, it might not stay at 45 and a half, like you said, but I do think that he could get to a point where he's shooting thirty-eight percent from three on low volume. Uh last year though. Are you high? Uh, why?
1: La- last year, point nine attempts, the year before that, two, the year before that two. Like so far he's a career twenty seven percent three point shooter. Like and he has gotten I, better. <laughs> I need to see I need to see a bit Jonathan. more. Before we go from like Markel we cannot shoot threes to all of a sudden now he's a 38% three-point shooter. On if one that's and the a half case, attempts? No. If you're shooting anywhere near 38%, up, I, I need to see an uptick in volume. There, I, I don't think there's any possible chance he shoots 38% on the year. It's not happening.
2: No way. We'll tab it. I will say if there's an uptick, no. But if he's even, shooting even one if, and a even half.
1: Even if he holds at the the current attempts, there's no way. Okay. We'll see. We'll have to make some kind of, you know, gentleman's wager on this. There's, yeah. there's no way. There's no way. Okay. I, I, will, I will, I will pass out if he shoots 38 percent for the year. That's there's, fine. It, there's no way. All right. I, I, I love that you're the optimist in this situation because this is typically not the case. Usually no, the roles not. are reversed. Even I want about nothing Markell. more than for Markel to become University of Washington. Markel faults because. Like all of a sudden, like now you've got Franz, you got Paolo, you got Bull Bull, you got actual like actualized number one overall pick Markel Fultz. Like, I it just first of all, things like that don't happen to the Orlando Magic, and I just I'm gr- I'm glad that he's taking the shots, but I would I would be so happy to be wrong about this. I hope you understand that. I just like I am so far from even being yeah. hopeful about that.
2: He's virtually not taking like right now. He like I said, one and a half but roughly a game. he never has. I I know, but I am just saying like he's only shot. I'm counting real quick. Uh, five, six, nine, eleven threes this year. So I understand that it doesn't seem sustainable. I just think he's better. I, he I think be he's better. a better. He might be. I better. think he's a better shooter than he I was. Would
1: ha- I would be. I would be thrilled with above 30 percent like to me odds that's a win. yeah
2: of course well you and i have talked about right like we've we've said it we've set the benchmark before which is like if man if markel can be a 35 percent three-point shooter
1: yeah that would be then
2: automatically your spacing increases along with still having the playmaking abilities of a markel faults and if he you know can reel in his finishing at the rim leagues in trouble I mean, I don't think Markel's ever going to be a, a, an all-star. Okay, but I think he's a, a a great piece. He's like I said, his stuff that he does for this team to translate to wins doesn't always show up on a stat sheet. But he's you don't there. have to
1: sell me on Markel Fultz. I just the 38. percent I'm like, wait oh, no, a minute. Are, wait a minute. No,
2: I'm just trying to just. I'm talking to the listeners here. I know. Like I said, usually roles are reversed. You're the optimist, especially about Markel faults. But uh, but yeah, so I, I think you know as far as Markel goes, man. Right I, here. I I was wearing you, it. in you got the, the jersey. Close
1: game video tonight. As I as that I that white sorry, jersey, I, marked, I gotta <laughs> toss it off to the side.
2: Like. That jersey's so clean. Yeah, but I sh- um, I, sh- I
1: gotta fix that actually.
2: We'll see, right? Like I understand stats are way against me, and in, in terms of how many he's only shot eleven threes this year. But I'm in my optimism during a four game magic win streak. Markel Fultz 38% this year. 3.
1: Markel Fultz is amazing. You I I'm I'm on board with Markel Fultz, but we'll see. Like I said, I would I would be I won't be shocked if be I'm
2: wrong. wrong to be fair, but I that's just what I'm saying.
1: I'm going to do the Charles Barkley. I may be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> Folks, do not forget now for the fourth straight win. I hope you guys are packing on the pounds thanks to the Papa John's pizza baby. Some alliteration. Mm-hmm. Take that with you. Tomorrow, you get 50% off, or today as you're listening to this, rather, but every day after Orlando Magic Victories, you get 50% off your online order of Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. Don't forget, folks, you don't have to be in Orlando to redeem that code. You can be up to 150 miles from Orlando as long as you are further than 75 miles from that terrible trash city to the south. Again, 50% 50% off your online order tomorrow with or tonight whenever you're listening to this. If it is, if you're listening to this two years in the future, if the Magic won last night, hopefully the Papa John's promotion is still going and you can get 50% off your online order with code MAGICWIN. Make sure you get that, folks. It's, it's good stuff, man. I, I actually really, really, really love Papa John's. I'm never upset to get a Magic win and get me some Papa John's. Again, the uh, three cheese blend with the New York style crust our boy JD put me onto that, and I've gotten it every single time. I get like six or seven of the garlic sauces because I can go through a whole garlic sauce in one slice of pizza. And you got to eat the peppercini. You're not a man if you don't eat the peppercini. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Mm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Luke, let's talk more about this win streak in depth. So, again, the Magic have now won four straight games. Um, this is the first four-game win streak since the t- the start of the 2020-2021 season where the Magic started 4-0. and um, We're looking to head to Friday already, right? We're looking for five of them things. The last mm-hmm. five-game win streak for the Orlando Magic was in 2020. It spanned from March 6th through March 10th. And then it picked back up July 31st to August 2nd. So that was the last uh, three games of the regular season before the COVID shutdown. And then into the bubble, the Magic won their first two um, regular season games, uh, July 31st and then August 2nd. August 2nd, the last time the Magic won five games in a row, that August 2nd game was against the Sacramento Kings. And you all might remember that game as the game that Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL. So if the Magic win on Friday against the Boston Celtics, it will be the first time the Magic have won five games in a row since Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL. Just to put it into some perspective, because we know that it feels like it has been forever since the Magic have had Jonathan Isaac on the floor, and it's been forever since they've won five straight games. So it would be a massive deal before that season, though, because I asked Luke, I was like, does that really count? Because it was like three games, and then they had this you know, three, four-month break, and then they played again. Luke said it counts, but before that streak, the the last five-game winning streak was in the 2018-2019 season uh, spanning March 14th to March 26th. It was actually a six-game win streak. If you remember, the sixth game in that win streak was against the Miami Heat in Miami. It was the game that the Miami Heat retired Chris Bosh's jersey. I think the Magic were down by like 18 or 19 at some point in that first half came back to win that game and spoiled the night of Chris Bosh's retirement. You also might remember that was the first time the magic made the playoffs in seven years, finishing the season 22 and nine. So that was a super magical uh, pun intended mm. uh, season. So um, yeah, if the magic are able to string another win or, or two wins together, it'd be really the, the most, you know, regular season success the magic have had in, in a long, long time. So, Although you do have a, a pretty daunting opponent coming up in the Boston Celtics, who are the number one team in the NBA right now, which makes it to me even more exciting. Luke is like, oh, I wish we were playing like, you know, <laughs> Detroit or, or, or something like that. But I'm, I'm excited to see these guys kind of step up, you know, uh, for the challenge here. But Luke, I've got some I've, I've done a little deep dive here just Love in terms that. of, you know, the Magic's rankings and in, in different statistics over this four game winning streak. So, the last mm-hmm. four games, uh, the Magic are third in the league in defensive rating or offensive rating rather. They're 11th in defensive rating, 5th in overall net rating, 5th in rebound percentage, 4th in true shooting percentage, 7th in points per game, 6th in three point percentage. They're shooting 39.7% from behind the arc during this stretch. They're third in free throw rate, Luke. Um, the Magic in every facet of basketball over the course of the last four games are playing pretty well.
2: Yeah, I'd say. I mean, listen, like we have just been saying this over and over. Just wait till we get our guys back, and we are so freaking close to getting them all back. It feels like. Aside, from, we don't really know where Jalen sits, Wendell, whatever. But
1: Jalen was so- celebrating on on the sideline tonight. <laughs> the ankle was looking pretty good. I gotta say.
2: Yeah, well, I hope so, but um, but yeah, man, I, I we're we're doing great things in, in terms of you know what we have been able to do during this win streak. I also did a little digging, okay. I, I did a little digging just on averages, right? Not much digging, just slight digging, but Franz Wagner, who really. Came into his own when Paolo Bancaro was out and he had to really take the reins. If you guys remember, he played whatever there was like five, six, seven games with, you know, without Paolo. Let me just pull it up here. Let's see Franz. Yeah, he averaged 21 points, uh, five rebounds, four assists and seven games without Paolo this season. And then in this win streak, man, he's just taken it up another level in terms of his points. He's had to do a little less you know, facilitating since Paolo's been back, since Markella's here now, Cole's back, those sort of things. So he's he's upticked in and points, um and 24 points a game in this win streak, four rebounds, three assists. Paolo Bancaro, 21 and a half points, seven rebounds, four point three assists in these four games, man. Like the, and and by the way, the craziest part about Franz so far is that he's taking five threes a game. And in, in these in this win streak, and he is shooting forty two point nine percent from three. This team is just checking all the boxes. They're they're doing the right things. They're they're winning the games regardless of how you know good or ugly they are. They've just shown a lot of growth.
1: Yeah, they've been great. I mean, like you mentioned, Paolo's been awesome. Franz has been awesome. Cole has been really good as of late. Mo Bamba has been really good as of late we've talked about this a million times, right? I know people are, I'm sick of saying it. So I know you guys are sick of hearing it. Like the magic just need to get healthy. And it feels like we're getting closer, but at the same time, like guys like you know, Jalen Wendell, like you said, we still don't really know where they're at. Um, you know, but Chuma, it looks like he's going to be back soon. Hopefully Jonathan Isaac looks to be trending in that direction. Uh, Gary Harris, I would assume, you know, should be starting to trend that direction as well. But yeah, it's just a, it's a matter of them getting healthy. But to me, the most encouraging thing, you know, over the the last four games has just been, apart from the turnovers, which is just like I don't know when that's going to get fixed. The Magic have still been, uh, I think, bottom five in the league in turns in, in terms of turnovers, even during this four game winning streak. Like they, they're still turning the ball over a ton, but the Magic are doing everything else relatively well. Like I still think the defense has another level to get through, get to. And they've been 11th in defensive rating. Like they were fantastic in the first quarter tonight. And then they were pretty bad the second, third, and fourth quarter. The The Hawks shot over 50% in the second, third and fourth quarter tonight. So you're still missing Jonathan Isaac. You're still missing Jalen Suggs, Wendell Carter Jr., Gary Harris. I, I would argue those are probably four of our top five or six defenders on the team. And those guys are all going to be getting rotation minutes when they come back this team fully healthy, like to me, top 10 defensive rating should be the floor. Like we should not be any worse than that. And sure, it was great tonight. You know, you score 135 points. It's amazing. Magic, they ain't going to do that every single night. You know, fifth or, or fourth in true shooting percentage over the last four games. I don't think that's sustainable. Six and three point percentage over the last four games. I don't think that's sustainable. But fifth and rebound percentage, that's sustainable. Third and free throw weight. Free throw free throw rate. Why is that so hard for me to say? We've seen that sustained over the course of the entire season. They've been in the top ten free throw rate all season long. Um, you know, eleventh in defensive rating. Like these are the things that the Magic need to hone in on and, and focus and and do every single night. And they're going to have chances to win these games. Are they going to go on a crazy run and and, and get into the upper thirties or or into even forties in terms of win total? I don't think that's you know, probably possible or, or likely at this point, it's possible, but it's certainly not incredibly likely at this point, but over the four last four games, it's like, all right, we had this nine game winning streak and now we're figuring out how to play. Now, what I'm Mm -hmm. waiting for a big test like this, you got two games against the Boston Celtics. The magic are, are, are due for a loss. Like let's just call it what it is. I do think they can win on Friday. Don't mistake what I'm saying. But if the Magic get blown out on Friday, what I'll be looking for is how do they respond on Sunday? And then right after that, then you've got the Hawks again. So you, you just had a really good performance against the Hawks. You, you did it against the Raptors twice in a row. Can you beat the Hawks again? Can you have two good performances against the Boston Celtics? And all of a sudden, you know, then you've got Houston, San Antonio, the Lakers, uh, the Pistons, who are uh, unfortunately without Cade for the rest of the year. And then the Washington Wizards and the Oklahoma City Thunder. like You've got a really winnable stretch of games coming up. So for me, it's like, all right, you guys took your medicine. You had a nine-game losing streak. Over the last four games, it seems like you've kind of figured out what you need to do to win these games. We need to see that like continuing. Even though it's a super young team, I think they are too talented. And they went through this all of last season. So it's not like they're just kind of figuring this out right now. Yet you lost 60 games last year. I want to see actual growth at this time in the season from the magic. I don't want this. I don't want to look back two months from now and be like, man, that four game winning streak was a fluke. Even if they don't continue to win games, I want to see evidence that they really learned something during that nine game losing streak. And they've learned things from this four game winning streak I want to see steady improvement for the rest of the season for the Orlando magic. Let's recalibrate our expectations. We were playing hopefuls. I don't know if that's going to happen. It would take a really special run. I think this team has that in them. I don't know Mm -hmm. that they're going to get there, but for me, the expectation for the rest of the season is we need to be competitive. We cannot see another nine game losing streak. We cannot see this team playing with a lack of energy and, and a lack of focus we can't let them we can't see them, you know, let go of the rope in consecutive games again. Mm-hmm. Let's just learn from that losing streak, learn from this winning streak, and let's just keep building on that the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I want Jonathan to touch on a on a player that has, you know, played well tonight, played well last game as well before that. And that is Mobamba. I went against Toronto right. He right now Mobamba is playing 19 minutes per game. He's averaging on this win streak, 10 points, 9.8 points, 8.3 rebounds, 1.5 blocks in 19 minutes. We are are getting kind of you know in the terms of the rebounds and the blocks back to where we were a couple seasons ago when we were mad that Cliff wasn't getting in minutes in terms of like his per 36 right. Like, I'm sure his per 36 is, is through the roof right now, right? Like, at that point, you can double those stats, and that's his per 36. All that to say, I went and watched kind of just every bucket that he had and, and every key highlight that he had against Toronto the second time. And when he had his 18 points in 23 minutes, he was 6 of 6 from the floor, 2 of 2 from 3, had 2 blocks just seemed to be doing everything right and was in the right spots you know for most of that game. basically, what I came to the conclusion of is, man is like he is having to play a lot of the five, right, like mainly the five right now with Wendell out, and it has been the best thing for him and for this team in terms of playing the five. You don't have to watch him sit at the three point line and if you do it's it mainly like against Toronto it was on trailing threes pretty much coming out of you know basically in transition a a trail behind three and he hit both of them i believe against Toronto and and everything else man was cutting to the basket being the roll man and that was it like and and getting offensive boards and and putbacks if mo bomba can do that that's all I ask of him. <laughs> like literally, all I ask of him. I don't want him to sit out there on the corner because guess what? On corner threes this year, he's zero for six. And there's a website that we've been using, Jonathan, uh, just for you know whether we're playing around with it or talking about on you know on the show, referring to their numbers is bucketlist.fans. I encourage you guys to go in there, poke around a little bit with Magic players, create your own opinions about these Magic players, and you know whatever it might be, rather than just. What you're thinking, you know, just like not without doing any research about them, but Mo Bamba on above the break threes this year is forty three percent. He's zero of six in the corner, but and that's all per you know bucket list fans. But on like I said in that game against Toronto, that second game, he was doing everything right. He got to the free throw line five times. Like it's just been a, an actual that was an enjoyable Mo Bamba to watch. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you can still catch him standing around. But I liked what I saw from that role of Mo Bamba. Yeah, against the Hawks. 18 minutes, 11 points, shoots four threes, but makes two of them, right? 50%. We know that Mo has it in him to be a good three-point shooter. I just want him to maximize his time on the court by being that guy that can roll, that can cut, that w- will be on the boards. I don't have to wonder if he's going to be boxing out trying to get a rebound, create a second chance on offense. But I've been seeing it the last couple games. And and honestly, in that game, the first game against Toronto where he played 17 minutes, only 2 points, he couldn't get it going like he was 1 for 4, but he had 13 rebounds. So he knew, okay, if I'm not going to be doing, you know, creating offense, I might as well be creating second chances for my team, getting boards, preventing second chances for the opposing team. I just really enjoy what I've seen from Mo Bamba, specifically these last three games, but he has been honestly pretty pivotal during this stretch.
1: So we've had this conversation about Mo Bamba at least 20, 30 times over the course of the last few years. The issue with Mo Bamba is just always going to be the consistency for me. We know he's super talented. He can shoot the ball. He can block shots um, when he's engaged. You know, he's he can be a good rim, uh, rim runner. Uh, the hands leave a little bit to be desired. You know, sometimes even if he's on the post, he'll just kind of fumble the ball out of bounds. Or if there is a lob, he doesn't always come down with it. Uh, but he, he's a lob threat. Um, back to the basket, probably never going to be that kind of guy. But Mo Bamba has all the talent in the world. It's just about doing it on a consistent basis. And there, there are Mo Bamba defenders out there. Like there are people that, through everything, have always been like, no, Mo is good. Like Mo is really good. You're just not seeing it. I've always said Mo Bamba is talented, but the consistency, for one reason or another, for me, if you've gone, you know, what is this now? His fifth season in the in the league, I believe. Now, you know, he had some injuries to, to start his career, but the last couple of years, especially, he's gotten opportunities to, to show what he can do. And he has on occasion. That's why when I jokingly tweet out when he's playing well, oh, look, it's a the monthly, like, good Mobamba game. That's a half joke. Like, it, we do have these, we'll go weeks at a time where Mobamba is just kind of invisible on the floor, and then all of a sudden he'll hit, like, Four threes, he'll have 10 rebounds and three blocks, and he will look amazing. Like, it, But we don't see it frequently enough. Some people are like, oh, well, he's now just playing a, around good players. Like, no, effort is one thing that you can control on a nightly basis, and we don't always see that from Mo Bamba. How many times have we been watching a game and, like, Mo Bamba's getting beat down the floor for the third time tonight and their center is getting an open layup? Like, we've seen that a million times. I believe in Mo Bamba's talent. If Mobamba ever figures out how to give 110% on a nightly basis, I mean the the ceiling might be the roof for that kid. Like he is what a lot of teams are looking for out of a center. Can block shots, can run to the rim, can shoot threes, can help space the floor. Mobamba can be really I, good if he yeah. ever can figure that out, but to me, I'm just like, all right, he's a career backup at this point. And yeah, some people don't agree I, with that but I mean yeah, man, I'm just, but he's he has been great recently. I will I I've been trying to give him his flowers. He has been great recently.
2: Yeah, I'm just out on him being a 4 to be completely honest. He gets into a game that's just it's not good. He but he hangs out of thing, the three point line. Like that's all he say does. say that
1: he was a 4 last year or I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, you you are correct. I'm I'm speaking out of my butt crack right now. Yeah. Oh, nice. He's not a he's not a 4. <laughs> They were trying to make him a four last year. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You are right. i am yeah, yeah, speaking yeah. out of my
2: blowhole. <laughs> Good. So, like, uh, I mean, like, this year, mid-range, he's four of 12, 33%. Not going to cut it. In the paint, in the non-restricted area, he's he's one for seven. Like, there's just shots that he takes that just don't make sense. Um, but, shot, um, not surpri- unsurprisingly, he shoots a high percentage in the restricted area. Peters just doesn't have a post game man. he doesn't have a post game. And that's what he really lacks for him to be a like true night in night out five. But all that to say, I'm out on him being a four. I, I don't, I'm tired of watching him drift on the three point line. I am in full support of him taking trailing threes. Like we saw Vooch take a lot of, he's great at those, right? Like, like I said, above the break threes, he's shooting whatever 44% from the center. It's even better. Like it, he's, he has what it takes to be a five, like you said. His talent is there, but it also has to be that the team puts him in a situation to succeed. And I don't mind him playing 17, 18 minutes a game if it is strictly in this role. It's gonna be hard when Wendell gets back. I mean, I I guess what are you are you gonna put Moritz over Mo? I mean, he's been I'm, great. That, too. I'm
1: still there. I'm still of course. Moritz and, over and, Mo. And,
2: and Moritz Wagner has averaged 13.5 points, six rebounds, uh, an assist and a half in this win streak. So he has been just as, if not more pivotal than Mo Bamba has been. So I'm fully on board with that as well. But that's what I'm saying is like, eventually, like you're just going to run out of runway. Mo Bamba just simply doesn't have a spot on the team type of thing. But moving forward, not just with the magic, I hope in this league that he can develop in a post game. And I hope that he can play the five, because when he, like I said, when he's the role man, when he's cutting, uh, you know, when he's going for those those second chance points uh, via, you know, offensive rebounds and just trail threes. He's great. He's he's what you need in a backup center. And I, I think that he can be that Luke,
1: let's look at the games of the rest of the week here. So coming up on Friday, the Magic will be in Boston to take on the Celtics. That game tips off at 730 Eastern time. Then on Sunday, you're staying in Boston for a little uh, mini baseball series here. You're playing the Celtics again on Sunday. But this time, you got a 3 o'clock tip-off on Sunday, a nice little early tip-off. I know we will appreciate that, having to record the podcast Sunday evening. Um, So the Celtics played the Lakers on Tuesday night. I'm guessing they flew back to Boston today. So they'll be sitting in Boston on Thursday, waiting to play us on Friday. So they are going to be a little bit more rested than the Magic. Um, but yeah, this is a big test for the Orlando Magic. The Boston Celtics, last I checked, were still the best team in the league, sitting at 22-7. It's crazy as good as the Celtics have been that the Milwaukee Bucks are right behind them at 20-7. and It just talk, you know, speaks to how good the top of the Eastern Conference is. Uh, but this is going to be the Magic's biggest test of the season. This is the the best team they've played all year. They almost beat them. The Magic's home opener, home opener to start the season, but this time you'll be on their turf, a hostile environment in Boston. And uh, you're, you're, you're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. You're, you're coming off of a big win over a playoff team. And I'm just really looking forward to see how the Magic take advantage of this opportunity. You beat Boston in Boston. I know this season is kind of improving and we're feeling a little bit better. But you have a good showing in Boston on this this weekend trip here. That is the type of thing that can turn a season around for a team. So, mm-hmm. obviously, we're excited about the watch party. We'll talk more about that before we end the show here. But a massive opportunity. I'm like this is a a, a tall task for the Magic. Like the Magic should go zero and two on this trip. But if you have a chance, you, you do have a chance to win these games. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing how the Magic come out of the gate Friday night.
2: Well, like you said, and, and like we've emphasized early on in the show, the Magic have been doing the things that they haven't been able to do in the past so far, especially on this win streak. And the next thing you got to do is turn around that road record. Magic are 1-11 and on the road. The only win coming against the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, as we know, on that Jalen Suggs game winner, which happened to be at another watch party. We're having a watch party for this Friday night true. game. Could if be that another magical. I mean, magical... I'm not saying it's
1: a coincidence, but we'll see.
2: But all that to say, you know, you're one and eleven on the road at the end of the day. Your games on the road. The final scores just aren't particularly close. Um, 121 to 108 against Toronto, 107 to 96 against Cleveland, You lose by seven to Brooklyn like how many the, of those came
1: during that nine-game losing streak?
2: It uh, feels like... So you lose, you beat the Bulls, right? And then after that, you don't win again uh, for that streak on the road, especially. Uh, it's five games. Five of those 12 games, essentially total games played on the road, came during that that losing streak.
1: So if you take that away, the Magic are one and if you take, six... Yes,
2: if you take that away the magic are 1 and 6 on the road this year. So,
1: so looking I don't a little, know. just a little bit deeper into that, I know we're getting ready to sign off here. So 109 to 102, no that was at home, sorry. Um let's see here. So at Detroit 113 to 109, at Atlanta 108 to 98, at New York 115 to 102, at Cleveland 103 to 92 at Dallas 114 to 105, at Oklahoma City 116 to 108. And then you get into some of those ugly losses and and, and that 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 big losing streak. Um one of those was also uh, that last second loss to the Indiana Pacers. So, yep. yeah, no secret the Magic just have not been good on the road, but this is an opportunity to start to turn that around perhaps.
2: Right. Yeah, of course. But we'll see. I I hope and I hope that you guys are there. If you're local to Orlando, if you're within driving distance, I hope you're there, and uh, I hope we get to to celebrate. Regardless, it'll be a good time. Uh, Mick does you know great things, you know typically deals those sort of things, and uh, you know Nick Anderson will be there. So might as well come out if for nothing else, get yourself a cheap beer and shake hands with uh, the great Nick Anderson.
1: That and the sandwiches at Cavo's are. They they look really good on that menu. I I can't lie. I'm looking forward to the food on Friday night. But like Luke mentioned, we'll be at Cavo's Bar and Kitchen on Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for our watch party. Tip-off is at 7.30. Make sure you get there early because if we are anticipating a good turnout, the place will be packed and bumping pretty soon. Like Luke mentioned, we are scheduled to have an appearance from Orlando Magic legend Nick Anderson. There will will be Michelob Ultra specials, $4 16-ounce bottles, and $6 Orlando Magic Michelob Ultra cans. So make sure that you guys come out and get one of those. It's going to be a great time. Really looking forward to that. Hope that you guys will come out. That is going to do it for us for this episode. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys have been listening to The Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Let's go!